Somebody's tuning in. What's wrong with the transmission? Godzilla? Oh. I know this music. I wonder who that'd be. Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. No, what? N- not street photography, dude. This is shutter time. No, you, no, this is this you, is street shots. You tuned in to our frequency. Hey, <laughs> hey, how did this happen? What? The glitch matrix. happening. Yeah, we, we're 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 tuning in to wrong frequencies, but that's mm-hmm. a good thing. That's a What's very the good thing, Kenneth. Because we wanted you guys on our show anyway. Well, we wanted you on our show anyway. So Imagine that. Wow. <laughs> Tom, how did this happen? It's like those two black holes colliding. <laughs> Gravitational waves? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Canada well, proving versus the U.S. Incorrect. Proving that go. the Earth is not flat? <laughs> it's not flat. What? <laughs> so Sorry. this is supposed to be some sort of mega show? Now that we, I think so. Well, That's a lot I mean, of pressure, y'all. <laughs> since everybody's here, might as well make it a mega show. Yeah. Well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to this. We're going to confuse a lot of people. People are going to be tuning into our show. Like, what? What's going on? <laughs> well, at least it's better than Polish. <laughs> if you listen to the last shutter time, it was started off in Polish. Nobody really? could understand. Yeah. Didn't you listen to the last shutter time? I haven't yet. Ah, I even haven't listened like, to it yet. <laughs> what? My Shutter Time host did not listen to our li- latest show? No, I've been too sick. I yeah. want to be able to give my proper, my all to it. <laughs> uh, Have you listened to it? No. I have to say. <laughs> Great. All, the, all my work and nobody yeah, listens. All your work. Oh, that's okay. Uh, so, so saving so, it for the weekend. So what we have uh, here, we have this gathering of, of great souls. We have the <laughs> Enemy Award nominee, Antonio. Did you say enemy? Yeah, enemy. <laughs> enemy. Enemy award nominee. Dude, it's uh, my glass is half empty, so. <laughs> enemy award this? nominee. And, yes. and on the other side, we have Arizona Tom. Yeah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it used to be loud. This should, it should have been louder. This is going to be one of those shows, like I say. And Tom, we have our... Our Canadian neighbors. Yeah, sit in back. Yeah, we're making we're making beds for you guys. Just when you when you're gonna come over. Uh, When you gotta skip when you gotta skip the country. Yeah, that's gonna be in November, right, Tom? We're (laughs) headed over. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell tell the patrols of polar polar bears to uh, to let you go through. We're really just coming over to Canada so we can buy ca- uh, camera equipment cheap and then and then staying <laughs> <laughs> because there's no point going back. There's no as sad as that sounds. Do we really think that that masses of Americans are going to hop on a uh, train and head north if uh, if uh, Trumple Stiltskin wins the uh, presidency? I keep reading they're going to. They should not. No. Some people said they should, because then we'll know who, who's really for this country or not. And I said, you should not leave the country if Trump becomes president, because we need troops to be able to... You need opposition. Well, his uh, nonsense. Exactly. And we Nobody have Trudeau, leave. so, you know. <laughs> you might have. We might get an influx of Canadians going, we'll help you. <laughs> Please. With our sporks. <laughs> Please do. Please help us. We, we, we can use all the help we, we can. That's for sure. <clears throat> well, now we wasted five minutes of not talking oh, photography yeah. whatsoever. We have to have that that banter at the beginning. No, we did mention we did mention camera equipment. So yes, yeah. we did. That's yeah. that's what yeah, yes, we did. Yeah, we did that. We're good to go. Yeah, well, this is a photography gathering of a mega podcast of like-minded people. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, it's it's really cool that we we were able to to get together and do a makeup podcast. I've been wanting to do this for a while. And instead of like us being guests on your show and you being guests on our shows, let's we we merge the two for once and see how it turns out. 
That's right. Yeah. It's, what is our topic tonight? I know we had a few floating around. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, basically pick, you close your eyes, spin your finger, and jab the screen, and maybe you'll See get what you something. Find. <laughs> well, when you guys promoted this on, was it two shows ago for you guys? Um, or three shows? I can't remember. You were wanting to talk about portfolios. Yes, portfolios. Yes. So yes. Let's, let's start with, with that. I mean, you guys have been doing portfolio reviews for, what, almost a year now? No, I think we, what are we Or in? longer? No, shorter. It was something we added to our site uh, late last year. And uh, we decided to offer, you know, our services as, you know, we look at pictures and we help people to, we try to help people to take better pictures. And we thought, well, why, you know, why can't we do this as a service on our website where people can send us shots? And so we opened it up last I don't know. I think it was last fall. So not quite a year. Well, I mean, relatively new. Say again? Relatively new. Yeah, relatively new. Well, I mean, you guys, uh, like I said, I've tried it. So, I mean, it it helped me. So you must have helped a a few people. It's Um, a... We have had a few people. You being one of them, Mac. Thank you for for giving me your money. (laughs) It was very kind of you. Yeah, Max sent uh, us one of his pictures for our free 99, and I guess after he heard my luscious voice mm-hmm. talking to, about his one picture, he decided to uh, <laughs> put my head on the, the, on the chopping block and say, uh, okay, let's do it. Which is very, <laughs> which is very brave because... It is brave. Yeah, creating a portfolio and showing it to somebody else who, you know, you may or may not know who they are and then have them say, well, you know, these are the things that are, that work with the picture. These are things that are not, that's, that's a hard thing to do. So no. I applaud you, Mac, for, for giving us a try. Well, I mean, some, I, I had to do it. it. It was one time. Um, but you know, listening to your show, uh, it just, you know, it was a natural thing to do. I mean, hearing your background and, and hearing you guys talking about photography, it's just basically, it's like, okay, it's time to do it. Found the right guys. Let's do it. Hey, Tom, um, we really put it over on this guy, right? <laughs> yeah, you did. He thinks we well, know about photography. It worked because I'm going to come to y'all next. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> there you yes, go. Really? Okay. <laughs> um, so the question is, really, how would you put together a portfolio? What would you consider a portfolio? Not just pictures off the internet that I found on, on my Facebook page. What would you guys say? Are good photos for a portfolio? Photos for a portfolio. And why do we need one? Well, let's. <laughs> why don't we do the why we need one first? Mm-hmm. Oh, because God, that's, that's sort easy. of. Di- I think that dictates the what you know. What are you going to use for the portfolio? And mm-hmm. what goes in it? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know, even though oftentimes we'll say, you know, I'm I'm always one to say shoot whatever you want and and don't get pigeonholed, but. I mean, oftentimes for commercial reasons, you know, depending on the type of photography you do and want to do more of, and if you're trying to show a prospective client something, you know, say you're a wedding photographer, you're obviously going to want a portfolio of your best wedding images or, you know, I think I told a story recently where I had just pulled together some of my favorite images and produced a book um, that was a portfolio of sorts, and I ended up using that to get a newspaper job. So, nice. I mean, yeah. So if you're doing something, you know, I mean, if you have a goal in mind, I, I think that's that's one reason. I, I'm I'm a big fan of just everything is so virtual these days that sometimes having things printed out, if it if it's in that form, or but even if it's online, you know, there's. Um, whether you're selecting for a show or a portfolio, I, you know, given the number of images that we all have nowadays, there's great power in grouping and selecting and letting the images relate to one another. And I think there's always value in, in, in doing that. Yeah. And you mentioned having a goal. So, you know, it's one thing to just have a portfolio and say, these are my best pictures. Or, you know, if you're using Lightroom and you're tagging your pictures with, you know, five stars and stuff like that. But it's it's often helpful to have 
a portfolio set, a goal set for your portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Plan to do with it, which allows you then to have, you know, you don't have to have one portfolio. Right. So, yeah. That's, so basically, a portfolio should be a part of, let's say, your your like like Tom said, weddings. So you got your weddings. You don't want to start. Okay, here's my five weddings. Here's my, you know, five landscapes. Here's my, you know, six wildlife, and that's my portfolio. You should well, concentrate on one genre type of thing. Yeah, and often you, I don't think you really want to combine all those things into one. Mm-hmm. Book, you know, you you often yeah, you want to. You don't want a bride and then a grizzly bear in the same portfolio. <laughs> Although, if you have them in the same picture, yeah, that could be a different story. <laughs> then you could cross pollinate the portfolios. <laughs> the grizzly bride, the grizzly, the grizzly, the grizzly bride. Doesn't that describe yeah. most of them? Oh. Um, go ahead. Go ahead, Sid. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say that. Uh, you know, I I grew up in the age of uh, as a photographer that a portfolio was something that you had to be able to show clients, uh, and you actually had to produce a you know portfolio was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they could be very expensive, and you had to do all these prints, and you had to design it in a certain way. You know, and and it it it, it had to be something significant. And uh, those days are kind of they're kind of gone in a way, but you often had to you know invest a lot of money in a portfolio. And you often had to have multiple copies of it because you would want to send them out to different people. And sometimes they would sit around for a while and you wouldn't get them back. So So why would you do a portfolio for yourself? I mean, uh, yes, to show clients. That's one of the reasons. But why would you do it now? I mean, So to me, I don't see a difference in a way from a portfolio or like printing my work. Part Part of the idea of like let's let's group it all into making prints that you know photography is kind of all about control right we're all kind of control freaks which is why we like taking pictures and it the the uh, printing your image is sort of the final act of control uh on your picture you're controlling how people are going to experience it mhm it's and, a great way to do qa on your own work yeah absolutely yeah. you know I, uh, dating myself of course cuz i'm coming from the time when i had to print you know there was no other way to really express my pictures uh, other than to print them from film. Um, now we have all these different ways of showing the pictures in many different sizes and forms, but there's still something about having this uh, image in the real world, in your hands, uh, whether it's part of a portfolio or it's going to be printed that you can hang on the wall. And I'm very much for that experience, that, it's a, that that's a final way to express the the making of an image of course printing oh. printing is is very important um uh, like you said to the end of end of the process now the question is uh should you be printing it yourself or should you be giving it somebody else to print and how much control do you have if you give it somebody else to print that's a whole ball of wax exactly so <laughs> <laughs> i think you need well, to know what like, you're doing if you're going to be yeah if you're going to be printing your work yeah, you you definitely need to know what you're doing because it can get very frustrating and it can get very expensive. Mm-hmm. But it can also get expensive when you're sending it out as well. The idea of I like printing my portfolio or my own prints myself as much as possible because I can deal with all the control issues, which I was just mentioning before. We're control freaks, so we like to take. Yep. But there's sometimes a not practical purpose. I mean, now Tom, you you've had you know giant canvases printed. It's not something you could print at home, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I oftentimes, you know, just have that the bigger the better feeling. And I just was going crazy for a while there doing, you know, big, huge canvases. And that's fun. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big printer. So I tend to send things out and, and because I like to produce big things, um, you know, and there's so many online services that will do that. Um, Sometimes you can get really good deals and, you know, some companies do better than others, but it's fun. You know, I've, it's, uh, it's such a great feeling when some big, huge box gets dropped off at your house, you know, and <laughs> hey, do you opening guys, it up. Do you guys know that that's how Tom and I met at a coffee shop in our neighborhood? He had a bunch of prints hanging up on the wall there. Oh, I thought I thought it was you were the box that showed up on the doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Antonio jumped out. <laughs> My God, how scary would that be? <laughs> Gee. But yeah, no, that's how you know he had these giant prints on the walls, 
you know, I, I know we can tie this back into portfolios in some way, but uh, the ultimate expression of, of Tom's pictures were on the walls of this cafe mm-hmm. that we go to. And I had noticed them a bunch of times because I go to this cafe every morning. Uh, somehow, you know, I saw Tom there and, you know, I saw that he had a camera and he was on the computer. And I don't know how we, how we got started to talk, Tom. But then you pointed out that this big canvas was, was your print. You know, if this was a virtual society that we only lived in, and if I, I don't think I would have made any connection to looking at his picture on Flickr necessarily, mm-hmm. and then seeing this guy sitting in the coffee shop and made a connection. Yeah, it would have been it would have been a little bit different. It yeah. would have been. That's a very cool story. Yeah, and that and he actually switched to manual was uh, Tom's idea. So I, <laughs> we ran with it because I think I think it's a great idea. So it is. Tom gets all the credit for that. Yeah, it was Tom. right there. <laughs> And that coffee shop, yeah, that's, I think that's part of the fun of, you know, any kind of printing, but especially, you know, when you do something on a stretch canvas and then it's, it just has that feel of being a work of art. And Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, when I, when I left New York to come um, to Arizona, I had everything in this U-Haul and I had a bunch of um, stretch canvases in there. And I can't remember exactly why I did this. I, I think... It, they were just like it, everything was jumbled in, you know, how oftentimes it happens when you're moving mm-hmm. at the very last minute. You're just like, OK, you just got to get everything in the truck. And so a couple of the canvases were just kind of falling all over the place every time I tried to open the back door. So as we were leaving Red Hook, where Antonio and I have done a lot of shooting, and that's where we used to teach the switch to manual class, this one stretch canvas was falling out on me. And so I just took it out and set it up against a wall, took a few pictures of it there, and then just drove away and left it there. I just thought, <laughs> I'm just going to like leave some art you know, in Brooklyn as I drive away. <laughs> That's so much better than the move cards people use, those little... <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> this is a move card. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I guess I should I have it. signed it or something. Uh, but, yeah. You know. <laughs> Priceless work of art. Yeah, I think I think the idea though is that a portfolio. Um, I mean, there's the word portfolio meaning like this group of pictures. So you can have an online portfolio and you mm-hmm. can have a real world portfolio. But I think Mac, what you're, you know, what we're talking about in the notes ahead of time is like, do we really need to have a portfolio in the real world? Exactly. Uh, and yeah, as, in, as, I, in a, as in a printed portfolio. Yes, we do. <laughs> I say yes. I say it's a good. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes. If you can, it's a good thing to have. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it's a necessity. And when you say that, Antonio, are, are you picturing a book, or like what's the actual physical form that you envision when you think of a portfolio? I don't know. Like, I think a book could be. Um, we have so many more options these days in, in terms mm-hmm. of how to express our pictures in the third dimension. So a book is possible. I, you know, would like prints. You know, in a giant um, portfolio box. Our our friend Gene Mealy, he he's made like individual portfolios, limited edition portfolios. Um, and for him, the experience is, you know, when he sits down with somebody uh, to show them the portfolio. It's in it's in a beautiful box, and he and he puts on the gloves, and he takes the prints out, hands them to the person, and it's a it's this it's this experience that you have that you have. And, and slaps picture. the other guy with the with the hand when he tries to touch it. And- yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and also part of the idea of the portfolio is that you can also sell it. I mean, it's not just a really. You know, it's yeah. I mean, he sells a limited edition portfolio of his prints, and yeah. See, it, w- it wouldn't be switched to manual if we didn't have a no siren going out. <laughs> Oh, well, let me let me ask you about that because when we talk about doing a printed portfolio, um, I know there's different sizes. I use 13 by 19, 11 by 14, and 8 by 10. But those smaller ones, I'm kind of just messing around with. But the 13 by 19 one is the one I'm focusing on. But mm-hmm. it's kind of dodgy because I'm using sleeves in a very basic black book. And so, and I notice, like you said, some people do like the box portfolio where it's the loose sheets, and then some people say they should print your actual portfolio, so the twenty images or twenty four, whatever you select, um, in an actual book. So, what is your opinion, like for the three, which is better, the sleeves, the loose, or the book? Now, let's say you're doing it for yourself, and then let's say you're also doing it for potential clients. Oh, that's a really good question. For yourself, probably the the sleeves because that's all you would need, right? You're for gonna, myself, you the QA. sleeves, but you know, 
uh, I kind of like loose prints myself. Um, I like the idea in a box. I like that idea. In a in a nice box. I mean, in a custom design box mm, with your logo you and know, your name and print and you know yeah, embossed. Yeah, or, yeah. That ends up being a little bit pricey. Um, mm-hmm. But to me, that's you know, I don't know. It's giving my my prints, my images, the sort of the respect they deserve. But it's not being too flashy where your presentation, because I remember when I was looking at this like years ago, some of the portfolio, which there's not a lot, at least I could find back then on, on printing portfolios, but some of them, the presentation was so out there that it almost was heavier than the, like it overwhelmed the prints. You know, it, it, it took over. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I agree. I agree with that. And I, I, the, the limb I'm going to go out on is is being yourself. Some, like, okay. you know, my personality is not like my friend Gene's, and so I don't think I would present my work in the way that he does. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, of course, it's also based on the work that he's producing, like the style of the work. But like my way of doing it would certainly not be his way of doing it. I, I don't think it would feel very much an Antonio Rosario presentation if I had a really nice custom design box and wore gloves. I'm not saying Gene does that. I'm just going through the <laughs> motions like that wouldn't that wouldn't be me. You I know? use cotton rag. I would have to have a, bo- a gloves for everybody to touch my stuff. <laughs> well, because the prints are expensive. Yeah, so you want some. But cotton rag's very expensive, at least here. So yeah, I, I'm just thinking like you know what would I do? What's what's me? I've I've tried the pictures in the sleeves. Um, I don't quite like it. It's a pain. Uh, <laughs> is a pain because it's another substance in front of the print. I mean, yeah, I, there's that glare. I had, yep. Yeah, I feel like I want someone to interact with my prints without anything in between them. So um, I might have a box. I might have smaller prints if I'm if I'm especially if I'm shooting my my street photography. I think the, mm-hmm. my street photography is tends to it wants to be smaller pictures. So I would probably go smaller and stuff like that. So I don't know if there's a I don't know if there's a one size fits all kind of thing. No, I, agree I like with that. the book. What was that? I like the book, you know, approach myself. Um, I'm not sure why, but like one thing is, you know, the you're creating a certain order when you produce a book, you know, so the images sort of you're relating them to each other by choosing the order. And it, I don't know, it has more of like a finished product and it seems a little more multi-purpose. I mean, of course, it depends on, you know, if you have a very specific purpose, then, um, and depending on what that is, that might dictate the final form. But I feel like books are so versatile and, you know, depending on the size and the weight of it, you know, you could, and the cost is another factor, you know, like, but sometimes, you know, you can produce a small portfolio, um, make a whole bunch of copies of it. You can mail it, you know, if you're like, trying to find work or um, get things published, you know. Um, so you're talking about like a like a like an Apple book or a blurb book, right? Something that's Well, I mean there's there's all kinds of books. I mean you've got yeah, the lay flat so lay yeah. flat books, right? So you don't have to bend the pages and, and make sure that the book stays flat when you're putting it on the table. There's those and there's all kinds of different books. It all depends I guess on the on how much you want to spend on that on that on that book and how big you want to make it. Right, because essentially yeah. with a portfolio, like Sid said, you're looking at probably twenty, twenty-five pictures. So you uh-huh. know you can make it thirteen by nineteen and create a, a fairly sizable blur book and for heavy. quite in a, <laughs> being quite inexpensive, even mm-hmm. at that size. Uh, but uh-huh. if you let's say if you want you know lay flat on the on the table kind of book, yeah, then then you start looking at at, at much bigger costs. Uh-huh. So I, I I agree with you, Tom. I mean the the the, the book is a is a great idea mm-hmm. because there's so many different kinds and different ways of of, of doing it and doing presenting it. it. And then afterwards, you can actually sell those books. Like that guy is selling his limited edition portfolio, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The thing about thing about books, which is always where I get stuck, is. You know, again, as as being photographers, we like to do everything ourselves, and a lot of photographers are not good designers. <laughs> and I'm one and of them. Really, I mean, I like to think that I'm a decent designer, but you know, I know I'm not great. And doing a book is a really hard thing to do. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It's a very doing difficult it. thing to do. I mean, I've done one wedding album, and it took us. Uh, 
me and Kasha took us uh, almost two weeks wow. to design it, and yeah, it was it was a tough one to yeah. To yeah it get, takes a lot of time. Yeah, because I mean, you start at the beginning and then you sort of progress in the in into the end of the of the show. You don't want to start throwing pictures in like right. we, we did it with Blurb, and Blurb picked all the pictures from Lightroom. And just jumbled everything. It's like, oh my god, yeah, that's gonna work. Well, that, that's what you have to be careful of. A lot of these online services will have the software that will let you download, you know, from your Flickr site or maybe mm-hmm. even Instagram, um, and it, it populates it the book automatically. Yeah, but it's not going to be the way you want to tell your story necessarily. So, exactly. You know, it it really takes a concerted effort to look through the pictures and right. figure out. The the story you're going to tell right but when you when you're talking about the 20 picture portfolio you have, you already said i mean printing 13 by 19 that's it's just a bunch of prints really i mean you're not really creating a book that flows should your portfolio flow then it absolutely should flow you want like thomas saying earlier you want the the genres to match and you want the well, like i course. think each image could should complement each other no, um, but the, but the uh, sorry, said but no, no. should the portfolio be from one genre or should it be from I multiple genres? I think it can be genres? mixed depending depending on what that genre is. Like we said earlier, you don't want necessarily wildlife uh, with bridal or you know maternity or something. Um, but do we want like oil and like for me, oil and gas and agriculture? Can they go together? Yeah, can wildlife and landscapes go together? Probably because because I don't do the fancy schmancy landscapes. I I do more like habitat stuff, so it it really depends. I think what you're doing, and I was uh, listening to a video or watching a video um, a couple months ago on YouTube, and I wish I knew who it was. Oy-oy-oy. Maybe the grid. I, I really can't remember. And they were talking about printed portfolios, and they said that one of the the chap who was on, he said one of his tips was to go somewhere cheap like Costco um, or wherever and. Print any photo that you think. So let's say you have 40 images selected that you want to put in your portfolio of maybe 24. Um, he said, you know, print these 40 photos. Uh, you know, don't worry so much about color. Just, you know, in the tone, just print the photos. Get on your dining room or kitchen table. Lay them all out and organize your portfolio. So let's narrow it down, select what you want, but organize it so ev- to make sure everything flows. Once you figure that out, then go get them printed properly. But it's that's it's a long process, and like you said, we all have right now. All four of us have a little bit of a different opinion on how to do it. I don't think there's a right way, but I think that you have to, like you said earlier, Antonio. You need to know what the intent is for your portfolio. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's always good to just have it too, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> as, as the exercise. You know, to do that as the exercise for your own pictures. It's a great way for critiquing your work. How can you critique your work? Like we can all critique our work on our on our computers, for sure. And you know, and we can if some people consider critique all the the uh, comments from other people um, online. But if you want to do your own critique, I think there's no more powerful impact or powerful QA tool, I should say, than printing that photo and seeing what it's like because. Uh, unless you knock it out of the park every single time, and congratulations if you do, because I certainly don't. And there's photos that I thought looked good, even on a 27-inch monitor. But when I've printed them, they're crap. They just didn't have that same impact. You know? Do you know why? And, why? I, I, I have an, I have a theory. Tell me. Is it, we used to have the same problem or not problem issue with um, shooting transparencies. You, you experience the picture in two different ways. When you're looking mm-hmm. at it on your screen, you're, you're receiving the picture with transmitted light, right? So the light from the screen is creating the image and it's hitting your eye. When you print it, it's, it takes on a whole different look. Um, it, it becomes something different because you're looking at it, the print with reflective light. Mm-hmm. Not every picture works in either reflected light or transmitted light. It's a phenomena, I think, of the, especially when you're talking about color pictures. It's a phenomena of the way we look at images. Yeah, your that, colors that, are going to be different because the light is going to be, yeah, it's like basically like, taking a slide and printing it and then yeah. looking at the slide and, and the print and going, ooh, completely two different things. Yeah, the way it really showed up with slide film, and Tom, sorry, I'm dating myself here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's club. fine. You're, you're the old guy of our team, dude. <laughs> I'm the old guy. <laughs> you're going to get it. I'm going to reach out to Arizona and give you a smack. <laughs> 
but the way you used to look at slides, so transparency film, right, was two ways. You either look at it on a light box, mm-hmm. which the light was coming at you through the picture and hitting your eye, or you would project it onto a screen, in which case you were looking at it, um, the light was bouncing off the screen, hitting your eye. And believe me, the same Kodachrome slide would look completely different on a light box than it would look projected. Yeah, and that's the same effect that you're getting with, with uh, printed. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's, in that, it's certainly in that department. And so, Sid, you're right. I mean, the, the picture that looks great on the screen may not look great in the final print, and it could just throw you off that way. But it's great to print these things, like you said, um, to, to actually print them and look at them, first of all, in the real world. Yep. You know, because we have hands and we have eyes and we have fingers. I like and touching touch. prints. Like, I like holding a physical print up in front of me. Like, I, it yeah. doesn't matter if it's mine or someone else's. Doesn't anyone enjoy that? Like, and I, I miss doing that like, more. Like, I, I want to do it more and more. I just enjoy that physical experience with the, with the print, seeing it right in front of me. Yeah, totally. We don't get to do that enough. No. Unless you're really into printing and you're printing stuff all the time, but you know, especially with, with so many pictures that we take, we only mm-hmm. print oh. maybe one or two out of the out of the yeah. thousands that we that we that we have, which is all yeah. you should print. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I've, ta- <laughs> I've talked about it. Like we have talked about it on our show, like months and months ago, because um, you know, because Mac and I have discussed actually for years that we've always had problems printing in Canada. You know, and because we have the photographers face a whole different series of challenges in in this country. And when it came to printing, you know, it took a while. And but I finally found I found a couple labs, but I've narrowed it down to one lab, uh, one printer. And he's just a, you know, he runs his own little shop and he's fantastic and he knows the stuff. And I can feel like I can do anything, you know, with him and he can print anything. And he's very anal when it comes to his work and and his QA level. And so I think that's great to have. So I feel like any time yeah. that um, I, I, I'm glad I've built that relationship with him. Um, we're still trying to get him on the show. He's very shy, but it, yeah. it's just, it's good to have. And so, you know, he's the one that turned me on to doing cotton rag for almost everything. Um, because for me, and I personally think it packs a bigger punch, but even, but it's like 26 bucks a sheet or $30 yeah, a sheet, punch. something like that, just for a 13 by 19 here. So to do a, a, a normal portfolio, you're looking at over $600. Yeesh. So it takes a yeah, long that, time. A, so that's that, why I think that the, the doing prints, like going to Costco or your regular printer or whatever, before I even do cotton rag, I think that's why it's so important to critique your own work. And like Mac, you used to, if you don't mind me bringing this up, um, years, several years ago, you used to be part of an old... What did you call it? The old Polish fart club. <laughs> the old, the old Polish geezer club. Uh, Thank you, geezer. I, I, God, I said farts. You and forgot I the, <laughs> I forgot the but, <laughs> So, if, if anyone who who uh, doesn't remember what Mac used to do, um, they used to get around a few of them photographers, and they would pick at least one print each, correct? And no, then y'all would go down three, pr- three well, pictures. You, okay, you tell three it. Three pictures. Uh, yeah. At least, at least thirteen by nineteen, or something to that effect. Okay. Uh, that size. And then basically we would meet up once a month in respected houses, bring mm-hmm. snacks, and just sit there and pat each other on the back, basically. <laughs> but wouldn't you rip each other apart a little bit? Uh, a little bit. There was one guy that was weaker, so we ripped him apart. <laughs> but you but did most it? of the other guys were just sitting there patting themselves on the back right. and so, talking about Italy. And drinking port. But Yeah. Yeah. But you guys did it in... Like you had a physical print, y'all didn't just send, mm-hmm. sit there and pass your iPad two around the circle. Yeah, it wasn't. So, it wasn't sitting on the on the screen on the TV. Right. So why did you do when you, we were talking in the beginning of this conversation? You know, like you said, you don't know if it if it's the printed portfolios is important. So when you're doing critique, why do you? Why did you think that worked best? Because I think a lot of listeners are still trying to decide if it's important, if it's worth the the hassle and the cost to print versus. Well, because electronic I mean, files, electronic files. You can't display electronic files. I mean, you can have a slideshow in your house on a TV that's you know flipping through uh, pictures, and mm-hmm. you know when you're having company and you're sitting and eating snacks. And but when just for yourself, 
it's it's great to have images. The only problem is you, your house is gets smaller and smaller and smaller <laughs> because you, you you start running out of walls. But you chose to critique, like you chose to critique with the printed format, is what I'm saying. Right, because and why it was, was that? it was it was easy. Well, one thing, one guy was uh, more than anal about printing. Okay. Um, he would kill you if you touched his photo with his, with his, when you were critiquing and standing in front of it and saying this, don't touch my photo or I'm going <laughs> to oh, go brilliant. Yakuza on you. <laughs> so um, that, I think one of the reasons why, why because he printed, him, printed his stuff himself. Okay. So, and he had a lot of, a lot of pictures and he, he also needed a, a big pat on the back. So uh, that's one of the that's one of the reasons we we all decided okay let's you know, but we did simple Costco prints. We we never mm-hmm. went to a, a, a an expensive lab or, or anything like that. And yeah. to tell you the truth, with Costco prints, uh, I had no issues whatsoever with with Costco prints. They never screwed up the colors. They never and everything came came up the the the, the, the same way I, I wanted. So for, for standard paper, yeah, I think they're good. Yeah, no, it yeah. was standard paper. It was nothing special. I mean, I'm not rich. I'm, I can't afford cotton rags and That's all kinds of different rags. And <laughs> rags are for the floor and for the rags. kitchen. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Costco does a pretty good job. Yeah, they yeah. do. They do. They should be sponsoring us. <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> they completely. do good canvases. We have. Um, uh, we're going to get a photographer from my neighborhood, uh-huh. which is Tom's old neighborhood, who. Did a bunch of it's that guy Matt right Matt Carr yeah yeah he did these great canvases uh, at Costco um, they were beautiful I saw them up in a coffee shop so mm. yeah big thumbs up for Costco I haven't used them yet but um, I'm encouraged to they're cheap yeah especially hearing what you guys are talking about um, they're cheap and they 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 produce good quality I mean I haven't tried their canvas yet um, I just found a, a completely different company out of out of Toronto. That do canvases and they're fairly in a, fairly inexpensive and they have great shipping in Canada. They only oh. ship in Canada, mm-hmm. so it's 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 wonderful for that. You, you just reminded me, if I may, that uh, our mutual friend Marco Larousse, mm-hmm. who's both been on your show and uh, with Tom and me, he was our yeah. I think it was our first interview, right, Tom? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, that was the one that I told you not to do it in two two parts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we learn, live and learn, right? One part of only. <laughs> we listen to you. We're not doing them in two parts. Anymore. I know that was amazing. I had some See? influence on the world. You've had influence, yes. <laughs> but he said something about what I recall because we did talk about printing or mm-hmm. about how, showing your pictures, and and I remember him, Marco, saying that he would not share his pictures until he actually printed them. Exactly. He said yeah, that. that he was... said that on ours as well, or maybe it was yours. I can't remember. Well, it was yours for sure, it's, but yeah, it could be his his boilerplate. But <laughs> with all respect to Marco, because he was a great, uh, yeah, it made sense and it was his style of doing things. But uh, Sid, when you say it costs you know X amount of dollars to print your portfolio, you want to be really certain that you want to spend that money on those pictures. Exactly, which is why the other format Costco is great, um, or any other lab or whatnot, because even like my personal chap. His he uses the standard papers a little bit different than Costco, so it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. But Costco or Technicare or whatever you can use to to figure it out, you can still. You don't have to have cotton rag to do QA. You don't have to have the high archival stuff. Oh no! If the color is good and you can fig- if you can figure it out, to me that works great. And um, yeah, I think Costco is 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 a diamond for figuring out your portfolio or just doing QA thinking, on your work. Yeah, but not just the QA thing, but the commitment to your work itself. Like that's deep. You know, we, it takes us two seconds, right? Tom to like throw a picture up on Flickr, right? You don't really think about it or Instagram or or Facebook Mm -hmm. or whatever. But when you're going to commit X amount of dollars to a print, that picture better be something worth printing. Yeah. That's we've run. We had that issue, right? Just recently because the, the printing lab was actually running a, a special, on mm-hmm. their on their canvases, and we were thinking, yeah, oh, we should probably print a canvas, like a twenty by thirty canvas. And we're, we we spent almost uh, like a, a few days just sitting in front of our computers trying to pick the perfect photo that we wanted to print. Right. It took yeah. it took a while. 
Well, that's yeah. That that makes the point exactly what Antonio was saying. It's exactly. like all of a sudden you're you're looking very carefully at your images, and you're thinking about them. You're you're yeah. not just taking what you you know shot today and throwing it up on the screen. You're putting some money in it. You're investing in yourself in some way, and you're actually having a conversation with yourself. I think too. Oh, I mean, uh, it, it just it's just going by my portfolio. Right when it, when I was try- thinking of sending it to you, is like. You know, two weeks of actual going through the images and picking and picking and prodding and poking and just deleting half the stuff. I'm going. I should have deleted this one. Damn! Why did I? Wait, do, why didn't you, I you do did that? that before you sent the pictures to us? Yes. Don't so that you know what that's like. That's like cleaning up before the maid comes over. <laughs> I have the same thing for you guys. I have three different folders in my Dropbox that are all broken down to before what I sent to you guys. And then I'm going to uh-huh. send it to Mac, and then I'm going to send it to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Before the maid comes over, you clean up the living room. You, don't want to but you guys are right about the prints, because I have, a, I have a, in the corner of my office here, I have what I call the printed graveyard, because I have images that I kind of went gangbuster on, thought, oh, it looks good on screen. It's going to, I don't need to test it out. Let's print it out. Of, and I've talked about this on the show before of, of my errors along the way. Um, you know, print out the, what is it? The 60 inch canvas, which is rolled up now in my corner of my office because it was crap and I couldn't sell it. Um, and I have a, a couple cotton rags because I made, I was a little too gung ho and I'm like, oh, this is going to look great. Look terrible. I have probably a, about a hundred prints of different sizes. Um, you know, someone has a sale and you get all excited and you test things right. out and and I did it all the wrong way. So now there's just graveyard sitting here of just wasted money, wasted dreams, however you want to look at it. So <laughs> I'm like a big proponent for like doing this in an orderly fashion to some degree. And there's different steps and I think it's important. Step one, print in the most economical way you can if you're gonna Try to put a portfolio together or QA your work and then go from there. But like you said, you do ha- end up having a conversation with yourself. You're absolutely right because that's what it turns out to be. And it's an important one that I don't think enough photographers have. No, and I think it's it's just an important to have it with yourself and to have it with others. So, mm-hmm. you know, not pushing our service <laughs> put, as, push as a portfolio it, Push it. <laughs> but, okay. but to have that other set of eyes. I mean, I just recently – uh, submitted a bunch of pictures to the New York Times. They had a. Also, oh, you did. Having, you did do that. Yeah, portfolio review. Awesome. And I can't remember how many I sent. Oh, that's um, cool. And I'm nervous as hell. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good chance I didn't get picked. They they only pick a certain amount to review. Uh, I think it's like 125. Who, who wouldn't pick you? Come on. I don't know. It's, it's the New York Times. But you know, even the idea of like you know, okay, well, I'm going to have somebody else here. I am you know, Mr. Uh, portfolio Reviewer, and I'm going to have someone review my pictures. That's is, good, though. Well, did you, it did is you, good. Is, did you, you know that you're, that you're Emmy Award nominee? No? <laughs> hey, I'm just, a, I'm just a talent in that, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're just, part of it, That man. was a good video, by the way. Thank you. It wasn't I, long enough. I it, wanted more. Yeah, I, yeah, well, I, I had judgments about how it was edited, but... Um, <laughs> Okay. Well, you know what? It was first when the guy showed me the the rough edit. I was like, it, most of it was me talking, and I'm like, dude, it's not about me. It's about the photos. Don't show my head in this picture, in in this video. Show the damn pictures because that's what that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about myself. It's not an ego trip. It's really about you know giving life to these images, uh, and you know, and, and tying this in with a portfolio. It, it gives life to your work. More so, I think, than what can be done with looking at it on a screen. I mean, Tom, you're, where did you get this obsession with printing these big canvases? I mean, what was that about? I don't know exactly. I just, um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, well, actually, you know, there was, there was that um, Brooklyn Waterfront Artist Association. Um, BWAC, right? Yeah. Um, and And they had these big art shows and, in this really cool, big, huge warehouse. And, you know, in that setting, it was like, I mean, some people showed small things and it. You could do that interesting, you know, in interesting ways. But um, I just, yeah, I think it was in that space. I just started wanting to 
do things really big. How, how, I have to ask you this, how big do you go? Because I've had some stress about that in the past. So what, is there too big? Like, what do you normally do when you say large canvases? Are you talking like 30 by 40, 50 by 60, 72 by 96? I I think like uh, 30 by 40 is what I was doing most of them. And then, you know, I did whatever the next size up from that was. I think it was like maybe like 50 by 70 or something. I did a couple of those. Um, I mean, it gets to a point where, like you were talking about, you know, having picture graveyard and things piling up. I mean, if you don't sell them, you know, and then you have this big, huge thing to deal with. That's probably why I left that one in Brooklyn. It was just like, I'm going to just gift this to the universe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but then also, too, you know, on the canvas, you're, you lose a little detail. And when you go bigger and bigger, you start to lose some detail, too. So that's another thing. But, um, you know, it just underscores the point you were making earlier of, printing really inexpensively to begin with and think long and hard about what makes sense and you know but like anything it's a learning process no matter what format you end up using you're gonna you know print some things and learn the hard way and just end up with something that looks like crap but you know then the more you do it the more you learn and depressing um, when it happens yeah yeah. (laughs) matt did you get get yours and the thing is, if you're if you're not printing by yourself, if you don't have the printer or the or the print papers or the ink, you don't want to spend the time calibrating your printers and all that fun stuff. It gives you yeah. a, a, an idea of of actually finding the proper lab, and you want to stick with the same lab mm-hmm. because you're getting the same results all the time instead of picking and choosing different labs. I agree. That's... To get your prints from right. I, I yes. love like for Lewis, okay. I can just go there and hang out. And talk shop with them. And I know you can't, we can't always do that, obviously. Well, we can't with the online places, but it's good to build that relationship no matter what you're doing. Yeah, it's true. You want that consistency because mm-hmm. you end up wasting money by going, oh, you know, they do it this way. And, you know, so, yeah, you get familiar with the people that you use regularly and you know how they work and what they need. And mm-hmm. and you start to, you know, you get what you're expecting. And also, the a lot of the time, the printer people can give you a lot of suggestions about how to print the picture better and how to adjust yeah. your picture because yeah. For, yeah. for one thing i i know during the those old geezers uh photo <laughs> club um we had the printing from costco for example i had to turn the exposure at least one stop up because uh-huh. costco would automatically print them darker so you had to make the picture lighter to get what you wanted out of the out of the image. So that's one thing I've learned about Costco is that you take one step of exposure up brighter from your regular uh-huh. image. That's a good point, Mac. Gener- that's trial and yeah. error. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna make a generalization though. I think uh you basically you have to do that almost any time you print. Yeah. Right. But when you say when you say, you know, you when you're talking to, to, to when you have that one print lab, they can tell you, okay, oh, yeah. you know, tell you exactly don't saturate this image that much, you know, right. take your saturation down because we can do you know, you're wasting our ink, so come on. Yeah. Take and, the saturation and, down. Like my printer will do it himself sometimes. Or it was just on the file, he'll just sit there and fix it himself. If he need, because yeah. he knows, right? Because stuff that I had printed before at, at one lab was like had a nice cool tone to it because it suited the image. He printed, I had it printed with him a little while later and it was warm, but it actually worked. But still, you know, so now he knows exactly what to do and I trust him because I know he'll redo it if he, do, if he doesn't, if he screws up, right? So um, kind of a bad attitude maybe for me to have, but he's like, he's anal, like I said, and, and he's committed to, you know, his, his work as well. So I think that's important. Did you ever get your canvas back, Mac? The one that you and Kasha did you get it back no. yet? Oh, you haven't. You don't have it yet. No, I haven't. I haven't received it yet. It, okay. it takes them about five to seven days for, for print and shipping. I'm curious um, how that's going to look. Well, I I just sold one, so the lady just received it yesterday, and oh. it looks absolutely wonderful. Good, nice. Uh, it was a 32. I was kind of surprised because she ordered a she wanted a 48 by 32, and I was printing it from one of the Fuji Fuji files, which is 16 megapixels, and I think, oh, I'm better up converted. Because it might not. No, I. They have a, a file checker on their site. When you upload the file, it tells you if it's poor quality or if it's not going to print that size. 
Nice. It said excellent all the way through. Mm. So and right, she got the she got the canvas and she says it's absolutely perfect. Wow, good. So good I'm, I'm curious when Mike or m- mine arrives and we'll we'll have to do a, a little review on them because um, if she was happy, uh, I'll probably be happy. Good. I have got some practical advice here. Because oh, what yeah. you're saying, uh, <laughs> practical works. Uh, well, just that that t- pr- um, when you print. They tend to print darker, generally. Just right because of, again, because, because ink, you're because it's you're ink. it's reflective right. instead mm-hmm. of um, what's the word? Right, instead Slide. of transmitted. Yes. Right. So, so you tend to want to print lighter. I mean, on my desktop printer when I'm printing, I tend to go twenty percent lighter uh, to get what I want. Okay. Um, what's great is that Lightroom has that little feature now, so that you can dial up the the uh, brightness when you're printing. Um, just as you're printing. It doesn't dial up the brightness of the picture permanently. Mm-hmm. It's just as you're printing, you can tweak contrast and brightness. And so if you have a desktop printer, you can print out and check. But you generally are going to go lighter uh, in prints. So Okay. That's, that's, that's a big generalization. But uh, I did want to mention I, have, I, I like printing at home. I was just going to ask Epson. you yeah, how big you go, though. Well, I, I live in an apartment in New York, so I can only go so big because... <laughs> Once I print the things, I got to store them someplace. Yeah, and printer instead my, of the couch, you know, if you have the big one. Yeah, yeah I dream. Yeah. I would love to have. So I would I. They're like those monster Epsons. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the the I don't know if you guys ever listened to Martin Bailey. He lives in Tokyo. I don't think he's, his apartment is like a house or a mansion. He prints his stuff and he's got a 24-inch Epson. Yeah, but he's probably in Japan and he lives, you know, with a minimum Zen kind of life. So he could store. <laughs> yeah, you got one printer have, <laughs> that you know, turns into a bed, that turns into a, a chair, that turns into a yeah. <laughs> yeah. kitchen. This side of the yeah. apartment is for living. You got your your chair and your small bed, and the rest is photography. That's probably how it is over there. And my prints have to compete with all my Starship Enterprises and my Millennium Falcons and nice. and Voyagers on my. So I I only have so much room, but the, the printer I have, which I found to be the kind of the the perfect size, was the Epson thirty eight hundred, which I think is now also a. I think the newest one is a thirty eight eighty, and it's a seventeen by twenty two printer. Okay, uh, that's a good size. Which means. It is a good size. You can't it's good do standard prints, size, but, yeah. But that's good. A lot of people want that twelve by eighteen. You know. Yeah, size. it's a sig- it's a significant size. I still, it's enough that it's I can roll it on a cart and stick it under my shelf, and it doesn't take up that much space. And the paper that I use for it, the boxes aren't that big, mm-hmm. but it, it makes a significant size print. Mm-hmm. And Tom, Tom, did you see my stuff at the Botanic Garden? Yes, I did. Uh huh. So that whole show, I printed. Uh, with the Epson 3880. It was in a show of like 40, actually it was like 40 or 50 prints. My wow. pictures wow. and some some yeah, guy were, from the turn of the century, his pictures. Yeah, those were stunning. Super high quality. I was before I had met Antonio and a friend of mine was, uh, I think at that point, uh, yeah, I had a friend working at the Botanic Gardens and um, so I was over there one day and I saw the show and it was stunningly beautiful. Yeah, and the the prints came out of this printer, and the uh, frames were uh, I'm going to guess like twenty two by twenty something. So mm-hmm. they're decent size frames, mm-hmm. uh, and the picture is a decent size. And I found that's a nice, you know, yeah, it's a it nice works thing in my in house. The, yeah, it, it it works really nice in the in in it would work perfectly in our in our house. Yeah, and. Uh, and and Most we have houses. some of the prints hanging up in our on our uh, on our walls here, so that I've printed. But that I recently had a client though uh, who wanted some stuff for a lobby, uh, and I could not print the size I wanted twenty by thirties. So I did go out to a printing service. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny the context of where the pictures are. You know, they're these twenty by thirties in a lobby, and they actually look small. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have was it right. Mr. Drumpf? <laughs> <laughs> I have a client from last year where they, they purchased nine prints and framed and whatnot. Um, and that we had them professionally installed and printed and you name it, locked and keyed. They had everything done. But it's a small, tiny restaurant. And the big, t- the biggest table that people eat at is right in front. So there's my prints on the main wall. 
and then there's a table and that's all there is. And it's a little, um, I uh, wish the wall was bigger because it's a little, it's really easy to judge your work when it takes up mm-hmm. the whole wall because the wall is mm-hmm. that small. So I don't like that. I don't like that. And it makes me very, I still feel a year later, I still feel self-conscious about oh. it, but I need to get over it. But, and it's the same size, 22 with the frame. Yeah. All squared. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good size. That is a very good size. Yeah. It's a, it's, I remember when I used to print in the dark room and I remember being, you know, wow, 11 by 14 was big then <laughs> uh, because you could only raise the, the enlarger up so high to get 11 by 14 if you, the mm-hmm. dark room wasn't big enough or you didn't have big enough trays to develop it. And now it's like 11 by 14 is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> if I was going to talk about like large print size, I was like, that's nothing. But the yes. 17 by 20 paper or even 13 by 19 yep. seems like a decent size for, for many pictures, I think. Frames so. are just hard to find, at least here. Yeah, they are. Frames are expensive too. And they're frames hard. are expensive and and very hard to find. Very hard to IKEA, find. IKEA, for example, when I get my most of my frames are, of course, European sized, so uh-huh. everything is in centimeters. You're printing in inches, and it doesn't tell you exactly what is the cutout in the mat, what sizes they are. So it's it's, it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, I agree. Wow, so we're almost an hour in, and uh, we haven't touched any of our other <laughs> subjects. But we did. So I think do part of it. We, yeah, we no, we've done a, a really good show on, on 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 this. So, I think you guys should come back for another show. I well, think no, so. you guys should come back. How okay. about we all meet? Yeah. In the, how about we all meet in the middle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to figure out whose show we're on first. <laughs> uh, we'll meet at the, we'll meet we, at the border. We, the, <laughs> we were ready to do a podcast, so all of a sudden I hear Godzilla and I hear this weird <laughs> jazz music and. <laughs> this guy with a deep voice and the sultry woman's voice. I mean, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Everybody's cast Nirvana. Yeah, this is this is like a Batman versus a Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Mac and his toys. Now we've reached a new low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So does he do this on the show all the time? <laughs> well, I keep telling him to get crickets, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't. Oh, get, no. <laughs> I can't find loud enough crickets for this for this uh, <laughs> pad to work. Anyway, oh, wow. I think it's time to end this beautiful show. I mean, we've we've talked, we covered a lot of ground. We've covered a yeah. challenge and a solution. There you go. Exactly. Deep. And uh, we would like to thank both the Emmy Award nominee. Antonio and Arizona Tom <laughs> for joining us on this wonderful podcast. Yes, thank you so much, Japs. Hey, it was our pleasure. A lot thank of fun. We would like to thank Mac and Sid for joining us on uh, Street Shots. It and was wonderful to be here. We'd like to thank, <laughs> yes, thank you for having us here. And we'd like to thank listeners on both sides who may not be familiar with the other two. Thank you all for tuning yeah. in. So now you can now if you didn't want to listen to one, you can listen to both of us. There you go. You're stuck because one's <laughs> just not enough. <laughs> one's not, not enough. Yeah, and we we would like to hear some feedback about the mega show. So exactly, uh, invite that from uh, all of our one. listeners. Yes, absolutely. Well, because it's really scary to ask for feedback, right? Because <laughs> yeah. someone, someone might say. That was not good. Or someone might say, that was really good. We don't know what they're going to say. And I'm nervous about your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> they're all from New York. <laughs> they're all from Brooklyn. They're all, they're, they're all my family. <laughs> Stop. Okay, well, no, you, add, you have to add some, uh, you know, a couple of people from Arizona now. <laughs> yeah, That's right. yeah, hopefully. Yeah, well, I think, uh, I think Tom's dog, Johnny Cash, listens to the show. Yes, he's one of our biggest fans. <laughs> <laughs> you named him Johnny Cash. That's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's the man in black. Yeah. I He's love it. Black Do you know we first started this podcast in Tom's basement? It's, yeah. There's just sure. something about like two two guys in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like listen, like our parents' basement. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> little, little Garth and Wayne. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. We had these. We had these on, Antonio. We used to wrap these blankets behind us so we wouldn't hear the, the sound of the echo in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so, Very yeah, nice. our, our audience of 15 people. No, I think our audience is growing. Thanks to, I'm sure, thanks to you guys. And uh, 
Actually, I don't just, know if we had a lot of a lot to do with it because our, well, our audience is... Well, let me know. just add. I know we're going to wrap up. I want to add that we just got a portfolio review from somebody in Canada. Oh, you did? Yeah. It wasn't awesome. <laughs> I don't know if he's listening to the show or not, but um, I it's you know it was interesting because you guys talked about us, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we got this... this somebody actually... From Canada, so... Put their hand on the block for, for chopping block for... That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. No, that's so uh, you guys might have had some influence in that department. And certainly, Mac. Thanks for you know. So check is in the mail. That's what you're saying. <laughs> the <check's> in- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom will be sending it to you. <laughs> well, I hope that the, the Canadian enjoys his or her experience. Uh, uh they did this- actually. Oh, they did. Yeah. It's done. Good. That's awesome. It's done. Yeah, I did it. It was it was street photography right up my alley. Nice, and uh, I know Tom was a bit busy, so I I handled it, and uh, yeah, no, it's, it's it's building up, but you know this whole, whole idea of putting your pictures out in the world and having people look at it and and uh, give you advice about it is uh, is interesting. So the, the idea of creating a portfolio too, it, it's you. it's definitely great because I mean you can give it to your friends and family, and your friends and family are going to be patting you on the back, mm-hmm. um, unless uh, you know she's you know the the person you're showing it to is my wife. Who just flips through it in two seconds and just says, "Yeah, it'll do." <laughs> um, so sending it to somebody that, yeah. first of all, knows photography, mm-hmm. knows what they're talking about. I mean, Antonio is from an editorial background, so I mean, that, and they're also detached s- from you, like exactly. You, and they're, you they're not your pals, friends. You're they're, still, they're, well, you're, well, they're friends, but not really your friends, type of thing. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, having that. Objective feedback mm-hmm. is a, is a, is a wonderful thing. Yeah, I agree. Because so at least yeah. it tells you if you're in the, on the right track. If you're if you're if if you're going because I mean my pictures were not landscapes. So I I I didn't want to do landscapes because I'm, I feel I I think I feel confident in my landscapes enough that I don't need. I mean, I would love to if somebody would you know retweet my photo from time to time. Um, and. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought you were going to say rip it apart, and I was about it. to put my, put up my hand. But okay. <laughs> but you know, I, I submitted the uh, boudoir for portfolio, mm-hmm. which I'm trying to get better at, and I got really good feedback. So. And, and like we said a couple shows ago, the, yeah, the feedback was fantastic, and that's and it was big it was, enough that I decided that I'm going to do it again. Cool, Shoot more. good. So wow. it was very professional. But, so why don't you guys actually, while we're getting here wrapping up, we're gonna want to know where you, where everyone can find you online. So why don't you tell us really quickly where they can find your uh, portfolio review services? Yeah. So yeah, you can find us at our website, which is switchtomanual.com, and our portfolio is switchtomanual.com/slash/portfolios. So mm-hmm. yeah, we've got a bunch of different uh, services there. Uh, mm-hmm. We do have a free 99 one, but uh, that might be going the way of the dodo soon. <laughs> so so if anybody quickly. listens to this and they want a free review, do I would hop quick. on that bandwagon soon. It's just a, a, enough to get, give you a taste of what we do. And uh, if you like it, then then you can purchase one of our larger reviews. Review packages. Um, okay. Where else are packages, you guys? Yeah. Where else are you online? You, you got your main You're, website, Twitter? Tom? Sorry, no. Um, you're oh, so good at doing asleep. this, Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. We have you. a Facebook page. We have Twitter. So if they go to yeah, your main site, you can find where all you guys are. More or less. Yeah. <laughs> we tend to, we where tend you're, to where you're hanging out on the web. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We hang out on the web. Yeah. Uh, Flickr, and on Twitter. Flickr. Yeah. Flickr. We can get you can get to our Flickr group from our web page, but uh, Twitter is our switch number two, numeral two manual. So switch two manual. And what else? Tom. iTunes. Well, that's where you're. Oh, right. And if you subscribe to us on iTunes, please, we've been begging for feedback on iTunes. So yeah, do it for both shows. Yes, for, time for those and who don't know. Manual, just you, while you're at, I mean, you log ready. You're logged in to to iTunes, so might as well do exactly. both of them for everyone. Yeah. For the, you guys who don't know, if the reason you know people ask for feedback, um, ratings, and reviews. Um, or on iTunes is because that's how iTunes works. So the more uh, ratings and reviews, the more um, you're easier to find. Because iTunes can be really tricky to find some podcasts. Like us? Unless you type Shutter Time, you can't find us. No. 
No, so <laughs> don't exist. So, yeah. so where, where, where else can people find you guys? Where can you find you? Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Shuttertime um, with Cinemac.com. And of course, there you can find our Facebook or Book Face, as Matt calls it, and our Twitter, which is, uh, I think, Shuttertime Show. And then, um, of course, you can subscribe for free via iTunes and Stitcher. And it's all linked on the site. And there, there we are. There you go. There we are. Well, thank you and so much, Tom and Antonio, for coming on. Uh, really, we love it. Thanks for agreeing to, for this mashup. Thank you, Matt, for putting it all into motion. <laughs> and thank you, really, guys. Uh, it was really fun. I yeah. always wanted to do this, so it's a dream come true. Oh. Yeah, and thanks you guys cool. for being being open to a. <laughs> thanks you guys for being open to a mega show. I thought that was. Uh, yeah, we should definitely do it. Uh, do it again and continue with our our list of uh, two pages of uh, word document of topics that we got. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, we were got going to cover. To <laughs> oh yeah, the, the endless photography topics. That, That's uh, right. And thank you to um, all the listeners on both sides for tuning in. We really appreciate it, y'all. And we would love to hear your feedback on the show and what you guys think about printed portfolios uh, versus uh, electronic files or just getting. You know, critiquing your images, um, please drop us a line and um, yeah, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, and I guess right. it's, it's, that's a wrap. It's time We're for signing off. See you later. Thanks, guys. Keep on clicking. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> Ciao.